0: Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's Monty Larrick.
1: Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention outside Dallas, and I'm joined by Stephen Black with First Stone Ministries, Stone Ministry, Stephen Black under attack from the LGBTQ left.
2: But Stephen, you're
1: persevering.
2: We are persevering because the comfort of the Lord Jesus Christ has brought so much freedom to myself and to hundreds of people that have come through our ministry. We did the uh, survey uh, a few years ago and it shows conclusively that about 72 to 73% of people that give at least one year of their life to pastoral care and discipleship and uh, support group ministry find lasting freedom and they hate that.
1: They hate that. You came out of homosexuality. We've talked about this before, but for those of us who uh, have not heard, let us know.
2: Yeah, so um, in 1981, I had this uh, tragedy that uh, my little brother died on Mother's Day, and it propelled me into thinking about eternity and I started crying out to the Lord for a year and a half about where my little brother was in heaven and hell and then in 1983 I had this radical transformative experience with Jesus Christ where he literally shook me to the core and said if you do not accept me tonight you're going to die now, that was in 1983, and I was in a home with people that were in love with Jesus. It wasn't even in the church. It was the power of the Holy Spirit hit me and said, if you do not accept me tonight, you're going to die. Well, we heard about a mysterious disease in 1983 that cropped up in all the hospitals. And so when the Lord said that, it was his mercy and loving kindness to snatch me out of the what back then was called the grid, uh, gay-related immune deficiency epidemic, the gay disease now we call it HIV or AIDS and so in his loving kindness he snatched me out of a lifestyle of homosexuality that I lived for eight years and now for the last 39 going on 39 years I've been living ardently for the Lord Jesus Christ and surrender to him but proponents
1: of the LGBT movement attack your ministry and this is going to happen on even Netflix now
2: Yes. Yeah, there's movies coming out, documentaries are being made. Uh, There was a movie that came out uh, last year called Boy Erased. And um, they continue this narrative that what we do is harmful. And they put labels on it that are actually from the human rights campaign and the southern Poverty Law Center called Conversion Therapy, and nobody even calls what we do conversion. Uh, We call it, you know, surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus that changes people's lives. And unfortunately, they hate that idea, and they want to purposefully bring in what is called sexual minorities and LGBTQ Christianity and normalize that in the church. And so anybody like myself, and really hundreds of other people that have found lasting freedom are always put under a microscope of being suspect of doing something bad or nefarious. And so now, the actual gospel of Jesus is being attacked by the LGBTQ community.
1: We've come that far in America. It's so disturbing, Stephen.
2: It's very disturbing because now the, to our neighbors to the north and also in uh, Europe we have people going to jail by just reading Romans 1 and proclaiming that uh, Jesus Christ wants to save sinners and the homosexual and that message is truly being hated.
1: So Christ's message of love and forgiveness could soon be considered hate speech here in the United States of America. How do we stop that from happening?
2: Well, Um, Yeah, it is going to be considered hate speech. It already is in some circles. Anyone that would communicate that there can be a shift or a change or the idea of what we call biblically repentant. And they want to do that in California. They want to make it to where you cannot communicate in a public forum the idea that LGBTQ plus sign, and people should pay attention to that plus sign because it does mean something. And anyone that communicates that Jesus wants to, in his loving grace, bring a shift or a change, is under a a scrutiny of being unkind and unloving and bigoted because of what the American Psychological Association says about orientation. And so now their narrative, orientation is fixed and gender or sexuality is somehow fluid. This thing is absolutely upside down, that good is evil and evil is good the plus
1: sign what's that mean
2: yeah the plus sign very important to understand because you're talking now that the American Psychological Association has now renamed the term pedophilia to minor attracted person or youth attracted person so you now have a what they call a legitimate orientation if a man is attracted to a prepubescent child that that is a legitimate orientation. Or somebody over the age of 12, 13, that would be a youth-attracted person. This is continuing on, and then they want to bring in polygamy, polyamorous behavior, and that's a, another plus sign: pansexual and non-binary. And so now you don't even have a gender. you're genderless, and you just kind of fade through life as being a nothing. So, these so-called orientations could have the protection of law. Crazy. Yeah, they want what's called the Equality Act. The Democrats uh, in Washington, D.C. have been since this administration came in. uh, They want to make this at a federal level now to where all states have to acknowledge, especially anything to do with education, higher learning, medical industry, insurance industry, anything that is in any way connected to the federal government, must acknowledge that LGBTQ is equal to a civil rights status of race and gender. And now they'll, they'll talk about gender in that way. But when you talk about the LGBTQ, gender becomes fluid. So, again, this stuff is like upside down. But what they're demanding is that the public embrace, really, which is, and and I know this isn't popular, but it is like a cult-like, secular-humanistic Uh, belief system. It is faith-based. It's not even based on science now. It is secular humanism, repackaged. And you can go into homosexuality, but you cannot come out. It's kind of like the Hotel California. You can enter in, but you can never leave.
1: (laughs) I'm really concerned about the whole aspect of pedophilia. And I see this as part of the modus operandi of uh, what's happening in the public school system with hardcore sex ed being taught to kids in kindergarten, they're preparing them for this. Mm -hmm. They're going to eventually say, well, these kids are educated and they can make these decisions about sex and whether they want to have sex at an earlier age now
2: because they're better educated. What do you think? Yeah, this is what's going on in the public school systems is we have the idea of drag queen story hour and the implementation of LGBTQ history now starting as early as kindergarten to normalize the idea of two men or two women under the, underneath this what was the pro-gay marriage mindset. And now because they they got this ruling from the Supreme Court, now they're forcing on the National Education Association and all school, elementary school, to normalize this idea that two men or two women or maybe even a throuple, which is three people, is just as normal as mommy and daddy. And because of that, then if you have a sexual feeling or you want to try something out sexually, that is no longer taboo, even in elementary school children.
1: And if a child decides to have sex with an adult, well, that's okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, there is a movement now To kind of normalize the idea that and it has been around the North American Man Boy Love Association has been around but now it is actually growing in the American Psychological Association and people that are involved in this LGBTQ that plus sign see that's where that plus sign is very important is the idea that children should be loved at any age so love is love and love is love at any age and so it becomes ageless and this is where the pedophilia is going to be coming in. Oh my. This is Illinois
1: Family Spotlight. We'll continue our conversation with Stephen Black with First Stone Ministries after this.
3: Listen. That's the sound of Illinois jobs being flushed away because of Governor Pritzker's liberal policies. While his billionaire friends have prospered, thousands of hardworking families have lost their jobs and been forced out of the state in record numbers. Pritzker's tax and regulate agenda has devastated our local businesses and slowed economic growth. It's time to fire J.B. Pritzker. It's time for bold, conservative leadership. Meet Darren Bailey, a rock-solid conservative and third-generation farmer who understands the struggles families face. In the state Senate, Bailey led the fight against Pritzker's unconstitutional orders that closed businesses and deprived us of our freedoms. As governor, Bailey will fight to lower taxes, attract new jobs, and get Illinois back on track. It's time to fire J.B. Pritzker, flush away his liberal policies, and put taxpayers first. It's time for Darren Bailey for Governor, paid for by Bailey for Illinois.
1: It's an evening you don't want to miss. The Illinois Family Institute's Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet with the Reverend Dr. Erwin Lutzer Friday night, October 29th at the Carlisle in Lombard. To register, click events at IllinoisFamily.org. We're going to be giving some solutions and some hope in the midst of a culture that clearly has lost its way. Dr. Lutzer is pastor emeritus of Moody Church, a Christian broadcasting legend, and the author of We Will Not Be Silenced. God has led us to this moment. He's given us resources to move forward. The church should not be shamed into silence. Dr. Erwin Lutzer and the Illinois Family Institute's Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet. Limited seating. Call now, 708-781-9328, or click events at IllinoisFamily.org. Illinois. Family
0: family.org. One thing clearly changed by the pandemic? Education. For the Colson Center on John Stone Street with the point. Recently, the U.S. Census Bureau reported, somewhat diplomatically, it's clear that in an unprecedented environment, families are seeking solutions that will reliably meet the needs of their children. Yes, that's an understatement. The New York Times reports that just last year, more than a million children did not enroll in kindergarten. The impact of learning loss from missed school time has parents worried across every grade level. And after years of the nationwide percentage of homeschool families hovering around 3. percent 3%. That number jumped to 11% in the fall of 2020. If all of this means a renewed emphasis on parental involvement, that's a good thing. Whether homeschooled or otherwise, involved parents consistently predict far better educational outcomes for kids, which of course makes sense because parents are the primary God-given guardians of their child's education. Education begins in the home, or as Tina Windebang put it over at CitizenLink, relax, your kids are really already homeschooled. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street.
1: Thanks once again for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Montclair here along with Stephen Black from First Stone Ministries. How many people are you reaching and how can people connect with First Stone Ministries? Well,
2: they can connect with us at firststone.org. We have a contact uh, area and they fill out the contact form. Or they can call our offices at 405-236-HOPE or 236-4673. And those are really great ways to get a hold of us. And we are reaching uh, through uh, conferences, public speaking and teaching, uh, the movie In His Image. We are literally reaching thousands of people now across the globe with a message of hope and the gospel of Jesus Christ. We minister anywhere from 30 families uh... that are growing support group of family members that are grieving and and going through the pain of having trans uh... children and homosexual children Almost every month, we have at least 30 families. Then we have the individuals that we are ministering to in pastoral care, counseling, and discipleship. And that's anywhere from you know, five to 20 meetings a week per person that's doing the pastoral care. And we have three people on our staff that do that pretty much full-time.
1: Well, if you're listening to this, you're saying, well, I'm not gay. I don't need to call for Stone Ministries. But I bet you have a friend or a relative who is gay and struggling in that lifestyle, and maybe they'd like to come out, they need to make a call to First home Ministries, right Stephen?
2: Yeah, because we're also offering support to family members that are grieving, and just like uh We've been you know, talking to lots of people this week about the need for understanding and so how to answer these very difficult questions like, should I go to a gay wedding? Uh, should, what, what, what is this thing called in the media conversion therapy? Uh, what does the Bible really say about homosexuality? How do I minister to my LGBTQ plus sign friend? And um, actually, in his image.movie website has a resource of over 20 videos now that are also answering some of these hard questions, and we're producing that as a ministry as well.
1: Tell me about this movie in his image.
2: Well, uh, the American Family Association have a subsidiary or uh, uh, office now called American Family Studios, and it became a uh, brainstorm about two years ago. And this movie just released, premiered in Oklahoma City in October. And it is, it is getting a lot of coverage and footage of, of helping uh, to really underscore God's divine intention of one man, one woman, and his perfect design. And it's got over 20 experts, of uh, people that are uh, coming from science, theology, and then there are amazing testimonies. I am one of the testimony, not that it, mine's that amazing, but there are other testimonies that are really amazing, like uh, Laura Beth Perry coming out of uh, transgender. and reclaiming her femininity. She was a a female-to-male transgender. And then Denise Schick, who had a father who um, really brutalized her um, emotionally and and mentally. uh, As a woman. Yeah, because he became a, a woman, well, in the world's mind. And so this movie actually addresses the science and the good of what God has for people that embrace his perfect ways. How can we see it? You can go to inhisimage.movie, and they have made it now free for viewing. And it's already received over 380,000 views. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, my goodness.
1: I'm concerned that a lot of well-meaning churches, well-meaning pastors, are allowing this LGBT ideology seep into their church. What radar needs to come up?
2: Well, uh, first and foremost, um, we need to train the church on what it means to truly be born again and be surrendered to Jesus Christ, and not even make it about the homosexuality. We need an army of warriors that love Jesus and love the Gospel and are willing to preach the truth. And these pastors are under attack. There are very few pastors that I know that do not have somebody that they know in their congregation, either an extended family member or some situation, where they have to feel like they have to tippy toe around this situation because it will offend so many people and of course the narrative now has been for over twenty five years that if you speak out against homosexuality that you must be some kind of an unkind unloving bigoted homophobe you're a hater yeah that's right and so pastors are constantly browbeaten with the idea that there's somehow a hater by speaking the truth about this. And the exact opposite is true because if somebody's house is on fire, you wanna scream fire and you wanna go in, bust down the windows and the doors to get those people out. And that's what we need to be doing in the church on this issue. And we've shown up late to the fight. We've not been a gospel-centered church at large concerning this issue, and a good job on just human sexuality in the church, and really promoting freedom, a place of transparency and honesty where people can confess and really get free. And so that's what pastors need to be empowered to do.
1: Stephen, you have another meeting, so I I need to let you go, but when does plural marriage come to America?
2: Plural marriage, or throuples, or Extra marital partners is already here. That's part of the LGBTQ plus sign, and the idea of polygamy is uh, being pushed. And of course, there are even sects of religion that that want this to happen as well.
1: Right. You wrote an important article, the prophecy of pride. Yes, sir. Briefly talk about it because of your time considerations, but. How can people get access to it?
2: Well, we just also did an interview uh, with AFS on this subject. And uh, it is on my blog, stephenblack.org. It's called Prophecy of Pride because we are dealing with the idea that the LGBTQ community want to make Pride Month of 2021 and all through the summer now. They want it to be called a Pride season now, not just Pride Month but pride season and this is supposed to be the biggest celebration of pride in our history. Wow. And so the prophecy of pride and understanding what that really means is it's, it's a trajectory to destruction. President Obama already made a president proclamation that pride month must be celebrated in June as a presidential proclamation and
1: it's so sad. Hard to believe. But, Stephen, uh, once again, how can people connect
2: with First Stone Ministries? Yeah, First Stone is firststone.org, and I'm also at stephenblack.org. Thank you. God bless you and your work. Thank
1: you, sir. Always a pleasure to speak with you. And uh, thank you, folks, for tuning in. Tell your family and friends about Illinois Family Spotlight. Until next time, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless. Amen.
0: For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, Visit ifiaction.org and to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at